0: Welcome everybody to pot on you loons. Pot on you loons. Top of the table to you. <laughs> what a what a
1: game, huh Sam?
0: What a what an experience. I feel alive again.
1: I think your keyword was experience. That was oh, an experience. Gosh. Hey, it's nice to be on that end of a oh. crazy ridiculous comeback that shouldn't have happened in a million years, but I, You know, to be honest, like I I
0: think when when I was watching the game, I was just thinking about how much we were going to be spending our time just in sadness, discussing how all of our dreams were broken. I would have to come to grips with the fact that I was like, we're going to kick ass this whole tournament and everything's going to be great. And then. (laughs) Right. But not not the case, Sam.
1: I like how, in your darkest thoughts, you thought we were still going to have a podcast. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to start a sporting Kansas City podcast for a while. I don't know about you.
0: Have the car, the the polito fan club going. <laughs> oh man. That was interesting, Sam, but i'm I'm thankful I'm thankful that we get to be on this end of it, as opposed to the other side, just like you said.
1: Oh my God, yeah. Yes. Uh, just to recap, the Loons in dramatic fashion defeated Sporting Kansas City on Sunday night, two to one, to open up the MLS's back tournament. And we'll be talking plenty about that. But first, we have some news for you.
0: Yeah. So this was this was something that we'd heard rumors about, uh, not rumors, you know, yeah, rumors, speculation about uh, for the last couple weeks was uh, an extension. For 2019 MLS All-Star, Roman Metinair, And they got it done. They got it done this week. So it's a multi-year extension. We don't know really the particulars. I guess we never really do with these contracts in MLS. But the good news is we have La Machina. Or
1: is he just the machine? What, what am I? I'm getting my... Is it
0: La Machina? Is that his nickname?
1: Yes, but I'm typically not who you go to for pronunciation. So, <laughs> so we we got the guy back. I know that you and I have talked on end about how,
0: you know, how important his, you know, his, his inclusion to the, the 2019 team was uh, obviously we, we, we talk a lot about Ike Parra and what he brought Nazi Alonzo and all those other guys. But I think that Metonair, at least for, for us, you and I was probably the most exciting addition for us. We didn't know what to expect from him and it was, it was amazing. So I'm glad to see him come back uh, he's, he's like 29, 30 years old, whatever. He's great. He looked great last night, he you did. know, so, so I'm happy that happened. What are your thoughts?
1: I'm just psyched too. When I go to Loons games, I like to see the people that just go all out in, in their running. You, you know, I, not that I was a great endurance athlete, but I, I, I ran cross country in high school and have done a handful of marathons since. And seeing like just a solid, like just endurance guy, someone that's just all over the field, I really appreciate that. And that's why Ramon Metnair is one of my favorite loons. You know, same with Ethan Finlay or Hassani Dotson. I just love those guys that are just all over the field. And I'm excited to have Ramon Metnair back. It's just, it's so great to see him help out on the offense and still not be a liability when he's coming back to be a defender. So pumped. Yeah, and we, pumped we, that done. we saw that
0: a couple times, too, where he was able to tra- backtrack, I guess. He gets he gets forward, and he finds a way to fly back and, and get into the mix on defense, and that's helpful. I was going to tell you, Sam, I've contemplated my next Loons jersey, and I think now that Metnair is re-signed, I don't know if it all jinx it, but I'm thinking about buying his kit. Or is that is that a terrible idea? Are they going to... <laughs> he just his his productivity just goes down the the drain he gets traded away right like or should I should I pull the trigger should I get a new new jersey
1: i i mean i don't believe in superstition related to jerseys i just kind of want to see you keep wearing the calvo jersey everywhere <laughs> you go so no no in in all seriousness yeah like if you're going to get a jersey go for metnaire like He's, yeah, I
0: don't think I don't think anyone's going to stop me and give me a hard time about a Metinair jersey, like the people that told me about my Golfo jersey, and then I'd have to have the conversation with them, like, no, 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 I. It, it shed some light on my, like, why did you buy a jersey for a guy you liked on FIFA? It's like whatever, right <laughs> I could do whatever maybe, I want.
1: Maybe we should have this thing where. You have to wear the Calvo jersey anytime you go to a game, and we lose. You have to wear the Calvo jersey to the next game we go
0: to. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and you have to
1: keep wearing the Calvo jersey oh, until the curse is
0: broke. The curse of Calvo. <laughs> um, so we we have, we also have some other big news, Sam. Unconfirmed, but highly speculative. Uh, Sam and I are are connoisseurs of. Argentinian Twitter right now because we got some news that it sounds like Reynoso watch might be coming to an end soon. Emmanuel Reynoso might actually become a loon. Yeah, so we learned that from out of Buenos Aires, rumors are coming out that it sounds like the the United and Boca Juniors almost have a deal done. again from from Argentinian Twitter there's no check marks on these accounts so we don't know how legit it is. Uh, but Google it sounds translate like translate confirmed <laughs> Google. <laughs> Google. Cool. Yes. I've been, I've been using a lot of Google, Google translate to figure stuff out. Uh, but it sounds like the, the United added like 500,000 to their old deal, their old offer. I and mean, it sounds like that's what put it over the edge. But again, we got to get that official confirmation, uh, first before we get too excited, but, but it, it's, it's kind of cool. You know, when there was a time where we thought this was, this was dead, right? Like that this just wasn't going to happen. But it sounds like it's going to happen now.
1: Yeah, I will believe it when he is social distancing at the Mall of America. But until then, <laughs> I until then, I, I I don't know. Like it looks like it's happening. I I don't see any reason why there'd be this much noise without it happening. It's just I've been burned once before, and these same guys that burned me before. Including MLS.com, mind you. It's not it's it's not like it's only Google Translate that's reporting this. MLS.com is also reporting this interest. But until Emmanuel Reynoso is at the Mall of America riding the log ride, I'm not going to buy it.
0: <laughs> uh, side note, did you see the the news story from Japan? They opened up amusement parks, but are asking the people attending the parks that when they go on roller coasters to scream on the inside and not on the outside to stop the spread of coronavirus. (laughs) So I want to see Reynoso screaming on the inside as he goes down the log ride, the log shoot at the Mall of America.
1: Scream on the inside? What is it? Like everyone riding the roller coaster is a teacher? <laughs> I, I was telling my wife
0: that screaming on the inside sounds like a great emo band name from <laughs> from the early 2000s. Or at least a title of a song, right?
1: <laughs> Which emo band would have been most likely to write that song? Oh, man. I'm going to say like Story of the Year. Story that's of the Year. First, that's the yeah. first one coming to mind. <laughs>
0: So big news. Hopefully we get that confirmation. I think that if, you know, obviously, I guess I could look it up. But I, I believe that the transfer window, they had a small one before the tournament, that that's closed. So it sounds like we'd probably have to wait a little bit for him to join the team. But regardless, it'd be a great addition. You know, great to to add what seems to be a high caliber player to the team.
1: And we're hearing a lot of news noise, whatever. We're hearing a lot about Bakai Debassi, French-born, Mali International, plays center-back, can also play left-back, and he's currently with Liga and plays for Ames, which is also in Iowa. So... <laughs> yeah. We need center-backs, Sam. So... <laughs> well, and, and he's versatile. He can play left-back as well. So... Minnesota United currently holds his discovery rights. DC United was previously interested earlier in 2020, but appears to have moved on. They even recently traded away one of their international spots, which would make one assume that they're not going after an international player if you're going to trade away an international spot. So I, I ask you, Justin. So looks like Minnesota United bringing in a number 10. Looks like Minnesota United are interested in bringing in a center back slash left back. If these transfer rumors are true, what does that mean for our current lineup?
0: I, I just think it, it continues to build on that versatility and that depth that we talked about before. I know that, as we'll talk about later, Kevin Molino has been play, playing that 10 role and still having success, right? He was a big, big part of the success last night. Having him be able to, you know, come off the bench or rotate in at different positions might be helpful. As we're seeing with our defense, you know, the defense might not bat- be as rock solid as we thought before. With the way we saw things play out, with some missing pieces, I'm all for adding pieces to this puzzle to help us be better. You never know with inju- injuries. You never know when the bottom's going to fall out on Ozzie. You know we need to add as many pieces to push us push us in the right direction as possible. I'd love to have Reynoso Reynoso in the mix. DeBossi sounds like you know he he plays he played at a high level, which is awesome to see he could be a guy that could help us as well. So I'm excited I, I'm all for new additions. I like to see you know like th- that's just with soccer, right? There's just so much unknown qual like quantities out there, right? There's so many players we've never heard of that you can plug in, that can be difference makers. You know, like, I, I don't know if this Debassy guy is like Metnair, but I mean, Metnair was not anything special to us before he came here. And now he's a integral
1: part of our team. So long story longer, I'm excited. Well, yeah, Metnair mostly played in Liga 2. So this guy's from Liga mm.
0: <laughs> and I, and i looked at his fifa rank it, rating oh God. And
1: he's a he's a
0: 73 which Ooh. is pretty good pretty good for for MLs <laughs> it's like chase gasper or oh man let's look it up so 73 he's he's listed as a left back in fifa chase gasper i bet you chase gasper doesn't even have like his legit face you know like where, what i'm talking about in fifa when yeah. they've got like they're they they do not look real. Oh, oh, boy. Chase Gasper. Not a lot of love from FIFA. Okay, you already know it's bad. What do you think? What's your guess for Chase Gasper? If it's bad on FIFA, what do you think? What do you think they have Matt, 58? 59.
1: Okay, wow. Oh, poor Chase. Chase, you're better than that. You're so I don't better. have a lot to go by. But yeah, I, I like Chase. It's be nice to Chase. He's a good guy. I think uh, Chase what, will change some minds. What is like Michael Boxall
0: listed at? Is this going to become a FIFA episode about, about our squad? No, I think that's the last one I'm going to ask you about. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Let's see. Michael Boxall. I know Ike Parra is like an 81, which is pretty good. Michael Boxall is a 67. Okay. So, you know, Debassi's a 73. Michael. Boxall then you got to start him. You gotta got, got start them. I don't want any fifty nines out there, Sam. No one in the fifties, seventies, or better across the board. That's our goal, right? We should. We make want this to be a great team on paper.
1: <laughs> we'll do a social media post where we'll update all the listeners on what the FIFA rankings and for Minnesota United are, and who has real faces and who has like random people for their faces. All right. <laughs> You, you want to make a list just the rankings and then do they have a real face or not? That's all. That's
0: when be. you know you're legit, Sam.
1: If a, <laughs> if a player is like, you, you like pull it up and you're like,
0: that is not Chase Gasper. You know that they aren't legit, but if they have the face, right. You know that they, someone paid, like took the time to put them in a CGI room. Cause they're like, you're good at soccer, right? Like you,
1: you get to have your, you get to be a real
0: person in here.
1: Well, Chase Gasper, from the bottom of my heart, you are a real person <laughs> on Todd Anilun. We think you're real. Not only do we think you're real, we think you're great.
0: Well, you're not a, you are not a fifty nine to us, Chase Gasper. You're no. not a fifty nine to us.
1: A fifty nine on FIFA, but you are an eighty three in our hearts. <laughs> Okay, I got to do one more.
0: I got to do one more. I got to break your heart more. Okay, one more.
1: Oh, it's Hassani Dotson. A, oh, not Hassani. <laughs> Hassani Dotson. That, 57. You know that's 57. 57. You know that's my guy. You're talking about getting a Roman Mataner jersey. If I was to get a jersey, it would 100% be Hassani Dotson. You're going
0: to have a jersey of a guy that's a 57 on FIFA? Wow. You have elbows. <laughs> okay. One I'd more I was
1: like right? a seventy. <laughs> he would be. <laughs> the only thing is, is if I got the Hassani dots in jersey, I'd have to have it be customized on the back to say "Bangers Only," and that makes the cost part. Calvo,
0: Calvo is a seventy-one. Just to let you know. Of course, so I think that's a sign that
1: FIFA doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, enough FIFA. We got a new segment for the audience, Justin. Ooh, okay. So going forward, Pod on you Loons is starting a club day football to sponsor this segment. Yes, that is true. This is the Pod on you Loons Big CF. And we will be doing the Big CF throughout the coronavirus to update you on everything that is happening in the world of American soccer. Ooh, okay. I'm excited. So first up for the big CF is actually a side note. So Louisville city of the USL, they just opened their beautiful 15,000 seat stadium, which is such a milestone for the second tier league of the United States to have this beautiful soccer specific stadium that holds that many people. And they just opened it with their first game. And they hosted fans in the stands, Justin. What are you doing? What are you doing? Were people wearing masks? Do you know? I watched a little bit of it. I didn't watch much of it, but I did watch a little bit of it. They were relatively spread out, except for like the supporters area. They were less spread out there. I did see some masks. I did see some people not wearing masks. I will assume that the people not wearing masks were isolated enough with just people from their household i'm not going to assume that they were just saying to hell with it but still like why are we hosting fans in the stands right now like i don't know how much
0: you looked into it but like i'm guessing they did like temps at the door but again as we are learning that is not enough (laughs) at this point to like guarantee that these people aren't just carrying this this stuff into the building so oh boy I love soccer, but I don't love soccer that much.
1: Right, right. And yeah, so about 5,000 people got to go to the opening game. And, you know, cool for them. I hope none of them are sick, but I don't know. If Minnesota United opened up Allianz Field for their next game and said 5,000 of you are welcome to go, I wouldn't go. Yeah, you know? I mean, we, I think you showed me that they're
0: actually hosting people. They hosted people last night. Sounds like they had it socially distanced. Uh, they had a lot of rules and stuff going into it, but yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat with you, Sam. I, I don't know if I'm interested. I'm not interested in that. Like you know, I know some people are willing to take that chance, but but I'm not. I'm not at that place.
1: Well, anyway, moving on with the big CF. Let's actually get into the MLS's back tournament, and then we'll this will segue nicely into just our us talking about Minnesota United against Sporting Kansas City.
0: Can I just say, Sam, that? I think we knew that this was going to be just such a, like an S show. This MLS was back tournament, but it just keeps, it keeps showing itself to be an S show over and over again. Case in point, FC Dallas, man, FC Dallas. I don't think they were going to win the thing anyway, Sam, but they, they, so they show up to Orlando on June 27th. And since then, 10 of their players and one staff member test positive. So they have to withdraw from the tournament. They withdrew on Monday, July 6th. So this team of this team of team of players goes to Orlando, they isolate themselves to play in a tournament only to pack up and leave. Beca- or no, they're not even packing up and leaving, right? Sam, they're like staying there. What it sounds like. They're staying there and training. But you go through all this work to have this tournament happen for you, and you can't play because so many of your guys tested positive for for COVID- 19.
1: yeah I actually I think that the MLS did a pretty good job in setting up this tournament and, you know creating a comprehensive plan on how to make it as safe as possible. I know there's a lot of uh, bashing the MLS on Twitter, and there's even like a Twitter account right now that brands it as like the fire fest, like the MLS is the fire festival. And, uh, you know, they're (laughs) leaking all these sketchy details that make the MLS look bad. And those, those are funny. And there's been some, you know, interesting stuff that, uh, that Twitter account has come out with, but all in all, I actually am pretty impressed with the plan the MLS put out, but this just shows that in this country, and how uncontrolled the coronavirus is within this country, how difficult it is to pull something like this off. That days after their arrival, we discover that this many players tested positive. And it's likely that they caught the virus actually prior to their arrival, which means that they weren't showing up. They weren't testing positive until later. So that that in itself just shows how crazy this tournament is but it gets crazier yeah because then
0: nashville sc who had something like nine people test positive they also decides to withdraw now we have two teams out of this tournament gone went through all this process all this this quarantining everything to play only to not play because so many people on their rosters have tested positive
1: you think about if you are a Nashville fan, like you were excited for your team. You, you finally have an MLS team. You get to watch them twice and then coronavirus happens and everything locks down. And I think they actually had a couple of tornadoes in between then. And then this MLS back is back tournament happens. And you expect to finally be able to see your team that you got a, just a little taste of, and it goes away. And that sucks, Nashville fans. That sucks. I'm sorry you guys have to go through that.
0: Well, it also, you know, some of the stories that I've read about this, it kind of shows how this thing works too, because several of these Nashville players didn't test positive right away. So they initially were tested. They, they contracted the, the coronavirus before they got into the bubble, but because it takes, you know, the incubation period is, is you know, four to five days, these guys didn't test positive right away. You know, this was, this wasn't an entry thing, right? These guys had the disease brought it into the bubble and then it spread within the bubble. Fortunately, right. The teams just kind of stick with them themselves, but that's, you know, I, I think about, I think about MLS, I think about other sports, I feel like that's going to be the way that this thing travels through these teams, right. Is just, you you do all this testing but people can have it without even testing positive right you can you you can get through this barrier and say we're all good but there's still someone that's just a couple days away from a positive test that's just going to be a spreader from there
1: so as we mentioned in one of our previous episodes and you, you know you may have seen this in any of the reports coming out of the MLS or ESPN or whatever but the MLS's back tournament has 6 groups three for the Western Conference, and three for the Eastern Conference. And because there were 26 teams, one of the groups on the Eastern Conference had six teams, while the other five groups throughout the league had four teams. Well, with both Nashville and Dallas dropping out, now there are 24 teams that can be split evenly throughout six groups. Of course, this does mean that Chicago did have to switch to Group B which is all with Western conference teams. What I don't know yet is assuming the league does actually get going again and assuming that we do have a regular season outside of this tournament, how are Dallas and Nashville going to make up the three games that they missed that are supposed to count towards the regular season standings? And when they make up these games, who are they supposed to play? Because the rest of the teams have already played those games. So are they just going to play each other three times? <laughs> I I that, I that might be the solution. Maybe they have to play each other three times and they spread it out throughout the season. I it seems silly, but you know, a lot of things seem silly right now. And I don't know. I, I don't know if in the coronavirus era, if you can call anything silly. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I, I think that that might be the, the approach. I don't know who that who that benefits more because they're both pretty crappy. But, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that they weren't... I'm sure they were thinking about a lot of different things, but I wonder if that was something that they crossed their mind. And if it was, I'm sure they'll have some sort of plan in place.
1: Yeah, or maybe they just give them a point per game. And just say you don't have to make up anything. I, I don't know. That's just spitballing. I mean, practically every team is going to make the playoffs, remember, with the expanded playoff <laughs> format due to COVID. So really doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like two teams in each conference that don't make it. I, I forget the exact number, but it gets a little bit weirder because on Friday, July tenth, it was announced that a player for Sporting Kansas City actually tested positive. But very, very early on, and I remember texting with Justin and with Nate, just being like, guys, this is why we can't have nice things. (laughs) Um, And just thinking like, okay, we're, we're next. Our game is going to be canceled. Our scrimmage with Columbus was already canceled because of concerns. Our game isn't going to happen. But pretty early on, we realized that it still was going to happen. Which was weird because Toronto and DC United, their game around the same time was postponed due to a player testing positive. And eventually that game was able to happen on Monday morning, but I'm still very unsure on the decision to keep going with the Minnesota United-Sporting Kansas City game and to postpone the DC United-Toronto game. Clearly there's something we don't know. I don't know. Do we do we know which
0: player on Kansas City tested positive? Did that was that ever was that information ever given out? I didn't hear anything. Uh, I guess we we didn't hear like I mean we didn't hear anything in the broadcast about like you know mysterious absences from their from their lineup. So must you know maybe it was a guy that that doesn't see much
1: play. But well, they you know they have a pretty big academy and they have a USL team and. You know, maybe maybe it was a reserve guy, right? Who knows? Uh, that that could be a good explanation for why the MLS didn't seem to be worried about going forward with the game when they have been so willing to cancel or postpone either due to coronavirus or due to weather. But hey, we won a game last night, so let, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about our victory and it, or bust. <laughs> in a 90-minute game,
0: we did not win night. Like that's that's that that's like the funniest thing. And we'll get we'll obviously get to that. 90 but minutes in, we would have lost. 90 minutes in, if that game if this game cuts off right at that 90-minute mark, you and I are having a lot sadder podcast. Maybe we're pushing it back a couple days. I was sweating, man. I was sweating a lot because it from the get-go, it did not look good, Sam. I mean, I guess I assumed and from the other games I watched, you know, I'm not a big connoisseur of, you know, some of the other teams that have played so far. It was, it's been a mostly Eastern Conference teams, so I don't really, you know, I don't follow them a ton. It just didn't look like great soccer. Everyone's a little, everyone's rusty, right? Like all these people have not played soccer continuously for a while. So, you know, rightly so. No, there's, there haven't been friendlies. There haven't been a ton of scrimmages and stuff for them to, to kind of find to their game to get, you know, to a high level. Uh, so I was nervous when things started because Kansas City looked like a team that kind of knew what they were doing and we didn't look like that at all. I think we, yeah, we, we knew Ike wasn't going to be there, but, you know, Ozzie having injuries in practice was kind of a, that was that was a rough thing to see when the lineup card came out and he wasn't on there. You know, to know that we don't, we didn't have... Essentially, I'm sure you'd agree with me, probably our two best defensive players. We didn't have two like our two best defensive players on the pitch. And that was that was concerning. And, and then what's it? Well, so and our two leaders, right? Captain. Captain and the guy that would wear the would wear the armband if the other one didn't. You know, not having those two guys is huge. And then, of course, you know, t- to make matters worse, during warm-ups, Golden Boy Amaria. Uh, tweaks is groin, you know, and that's, you know, that's, that's unfortunate. We don't know what that's going to be. Is that going to be a, a day-to-day thing? Is it going to be week to week? You know, so we're going to this game without uh, our two best defensive players and without the guy that's supposed to be our biggest goal scorer this year. Definitely wasn't, we were definitely, I definitely wasn't as excited as I have been in the past <laughs> going into this game.
1: Yeah, and just to touch on Luis Amaria, Mr. 25 Goals, Adrian Heath didn't quite know if this injury would be just a few days or if it would be a few weeks. It's not supposed to be a long-term injury, but, man, I I was excited to see him play. You know, we keep hearing about how great Alan Pulido is, and I'm like, we have Mr. 25 Goals. So... (laughs) You guys we, cer- we, we certainly
0: got to see how good Polito was last night. Guys, the real deal.
1: No reason Amaria can't be that same way, but correct. Correct. Yeah, so that, that was a bummer. That really was a bummer. So yeah, they 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 went
0: with you know the usual four, two, three, one formation. Miller at keeper, Gasper Gasper, Boxall, Aha in place Ike and Metnair in the back line. Dotson Sam's favorite player in the place of Ozzy, and Gregus Goose in the middle. And then Lode, Melito, Finlay in the front with Toy all the way up front in that center forward role in place of Amaria. So for subs, you know, that was our starting group. Uh, Big Celery had to come in during the 77th minute because Mason Toy got hurt. So that was fun. He had some nice moments at the end there. Big Celery did. So that was fun to see Aaron Schoenfeld. Uh, Raheem Edwards came in, and James Musa also came in, but that was just kind of a waste of time at the end. We had some unused subs. Ozzy was on the list, but as we've talked about it's or as we talked about before this, we just don't have very many healthy players. So Ozzy, I think they just had to put someone on there. Marlon Harrison was also unused. Canadian Greg, shout out Canadian Greg. Ja'Cory Hayes. Chacon and Fred Emmings, uh, even though it was a school night. No. Uh, so the funny thing is I, I was, I was talking about to Sam about this before, before we get on here, he made a joke that he was, uh, <laughs> he was hoping that Chacon would be left off the, the bench and Emmings would get to be in his place so that the world could melt down. Uh, and I, I actually, when I, when I was looking at the, when the Minnesota United put out their their roster for the, the game, Emmings was like the second name on the list. And I'm like, no, no, Emmings. Emmings is going to be on the bench. They got to put, they, they got to put your cone in there too or else the world's going to end. But he was on there because everyone they had there, including the 15, 16 year old. I think that's when we realized our bench you know, is, is pretty empty and a lot of injuries when you're putting the the child on there. Cause I can't, I can't see a world, Sam, where he would have gone into that game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and Noah Billingsley, we don't think is in Orlando yet either. So that that's another, that's another name that was left off, you know, I'm not there yet, but (laughs) yeah. And, you know, just to clarify, like, I, I really want Tomas Chacon to, you know, get, get some playing time and develop into as great of a player as he possibly can be. But at the same time, I do enjoy watching, you know, Minnesota United Twitter melt down every time he's not in the lineup.
0: He needs so. to be a star right now, Sam. <laughs> we need to justify that, you know, that DP spot. Like, he's got
1: he's to gotta be the man right now as a child. I guess the only thing I would add to this, and I wish I would have brought this up earlier when we were talking about potentially bringing in some new signings. The lineup you just listed off, we would have listed off weeks ago. If you would have told me, Ike is out, Amaria is out, Ozzy is out. What is the lineup? Both you and I would have gotten that lineup 100%. And, you know, I also follow Chelsea very closely. Going into every Chelsea game, I'm, you know, I'm on Chelsea Twitter and uh, there's people doing their lineup predictions and I make my own and I am almost never right. But for Minnesota United, I am always right because they they really, there's no lineup controversy here. Right. It's, there's a very set in stone lineup that you know is going to happen. And I think adding, a number 10 to the lineup, you know, maybe that pushes Molino to the left, which he played on the left quite a bit tonight. And, you know, maybe Molino goes to the left and a new number 10 plays in the center. You you know, having those decisions, like is Molino going to start or is Robin Lode going to start And for the back four? If, if there's another central defender that can also play on the left, are we having Gasper play? Are we having this new guy play? Are we having Boxel play, or are we having this new guy play? Because his FIFA stats are really good, and we got to get this guy on the field.
0: We got to get that seventy-three on the field, man.
1: <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, most teams don't have this lineup that is so set in stone. And even even like the substitutes, like we have seen the same substitutes in all three games, right? Like Aaron Schoenfeld, you know, Hasani Dotson obviously got the start today. Raheem Edwards. And then I think James Musa made his debut for the season today. But that was the only that was the only substitute we used today that wasn't previously used as a substitute uh, in our first two games. so we we have this lineup that is so set in stone, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that the best players aren't playing. i'm not I'm not critiquing the players that Adrian Heath is choosing. I'm just saying that, some more competition for those starting spots is a good thing. Having some choice for those starting spots is a good thing. Sorry for that, Rant. So should we start talking about this game? Oh, yeah, there was a game.
0: Okay. <laughs> what what do you half. so yeah, I I kind of told you how I felt. What did you think of first the first half? half?
1: Thought, okay. <laughs> is that good? So bad. So bad. Oh. No, no, in, in all seriousness, where where was our offense, right? Like I've talked about how much I love Metnair and how much I love uh watching Asani Dotson, you know, because of their energy that they bring and just the I'm gonna do it all player, you know, that fits with a distance runner like myself. The other guy I love is Ethan Finlay, and he's usually just so much more energetic, right? Like Ethan Finlay, I always say he plays like what I wish I could play like, just You know, going all out, and he was a non factor for that entire first half. And, uh, you you know, we'll get into it for the start of the second half, too. And speaking of non factors, where was Robin Lode?
0: (laughs) There's a reason Sam mentioned Molina moving to the left side because Robin Lode is a load right now. Hopefully, he can figure it out, but.
1: And I'm a Robin apologist, right? Like I hear Kendra De St. Aubin talk about him and I'm like, yeah, you see, like he's, he's going to be really good. He's going to be really good for us. And I, I still believe Kendra and thinking that he can be really good, but he was like hardly there. It was. Yeah. I think in the second half when he was subbed off, I was getting a beer and it took, I, so I didn't see him get subbed off and I didn't realize it because he wasn't (laughs) part of the game.
0: You saw, you saw, uh, you saw Raheem Edwards run down the field and do something, and you are yeah. like, "Oh, that's nice."
1: <laughs> I immediately texted Justin. I was like, "Did Robin Lud get subbed out? Like, what, <laughs> what happened?" And then, like Mason Toy, I, it seemed like he was, it seemed like he was doing everything he could, but it was like every pass he got, it just looked like he was chasing it into the corner. And then he would have to, you know, try to cross it over for someone else to get it. We should be serving the ball to right. Mason Toy. That's not that's
0: not his game. You know, he, he's a finisher, right? That's his job. And no one put him in position
1: to do that. No, no no one at all. And and like, Justin, I remember at halftime you sent me the statistics and I. Oh, they're rough, man. We, we had we had only one shot. And that one shot, of course, was a nice, beautiful long range shot from Young Grayish, which almost, was almost great, still was beautiful. I actually thought Young Grayish had a pretty solid first half as well. But I don't know, Justin. Do you want to talk about the Kansas City side of things? I mean, Kansas City just, they just were in charge. Sam brought up the stats. So I'm looking at them right
0: now. Possession was 62 38. That's, that's rough. Kansas City had the ball like the whole game, like the whole first half. It just it just never felt like we ever had it at our end. As Sam said, we had one shot. They had nine. And, and the, the thing that we kept talking about was we are so thankful that that Kansas City couldn't finish because they had opportunities. They had opportunities. Glory. It should have been it should have been three zero at the half, Sam.
1: Right. And you that's know, we, not counting the goal they actually scored. Oh gosh! Right, because you know? the goal they actually scored wasn't as sure of a thing as the three. Oh, Tyler
0: Miller, Tyler Miller, what are you doing, buddy? What are you doing? Yeah, that was. Uh, also, to to go along with that goal, the turn, the turn that Polito took, that was when I knew Polito was legit. He takes this turn and just makes Boxer look like a fool, and it causes this breakaway. That, that Tyler Miller decided he didn't want anything, any part in, I guess. Just, yeah, like, we are very fortunate that, you know, obviously, like, we, our offense wasn't getting anything going. You know, we talk about the rust factor for us. Fortunately for us, KC's rust factor was they couldn't finish. So so that, that helped it be, you know, at least a one-goal game going into the half.
1: Right, and and that's why I can't be too upset at Tyler Miller abandoning the near post to let in that goal because that was his mental error. All of Minnesota United, except for Jan Gregish, looked incredibly rusty. And Sporting Kansas City, as you said, clearly showing their rust in their ability or, or their inability to finish. So sloppy all around. Fortunately, the second half went a little bit better.
0: Do you think, side note, do you think Heath laid into them at a half? Do you think he screamed, or do you think he was kind of chill about it?
1: I I don't know anyone that knows Adrian Heath that has ever described him as kind of chill about it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, people obviously like like uh you know, Jamie Jamie Watson, our former sideline reporter, would you know, he played with him for Orlando city in the USL and, you know, Jamie Watson obviously very much had an affection for Adrian Heath. And, you you know, you have people like Kevin Molino that have played with Adrian Heath across multiple teams. So people obviously like him, but Adrian Heath will always say in his interviews that, you know, he he knows how to yell. Right.
0: (laughs) I I assume that he went in there and gave them, gave them an earful, you know, That's
1: all I would, I would expect that from him. And going into the second half, it, it's not like in the second half, they just came out guns a blazing. It actually, the second half kind of uh, took a while to pick up and then it, it got a little bit weird in the 59th minute when Mason toy was injured. It looked like his hip, maybe. I'm I'm not quite sure and I haven't really gotten any good news on what happened to Mason Toy, but he looked like he was in pain. And it, it didn't so, look like it was a
0: contact thing. Like I don't know if he collided with anyone. He just
1: it's he looked like an he was in a lot of pain. I thought it looked like contact. I'd I'd have to look at it again, but I thought it looked like he collided with a player, like right in his hip. But I, I don't okay. know. Again, I haven't heard anything about it, right? Like, if this was the NFL and there was fantasy football, we would have, like, MRIs posted on the internet. But this is MLS. (laughs) (laughs) Big Celery comes on, though. And, you know, Justin, my biggest complaint in the first half was it looked like we had no energy. And Big Celery came on and provided a significant amount of energy. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good. And then the real turning point kind of happened. And prior to this, there was a, a you know an Ethan Finlay disallowed goal uh, because Kevin Molina was just slightly offside. That was a killer, Sam. That was a killer
0: when that happened. But I think we all knew we all knew when that happened that <laughs> that wasn't going to count.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it went to VAR. I think that was the first use of VAR in the in the MLS's back tournament. And fortunately, it didn't take like seven minutes like it would in the Premier League, but. We went to VAR, it was called back. I agree that it should have been called back. But what we saw was some momentum. And when Big Celery caused a red card in the 74th minute because Kansas City's goalkeeper denied an obvious scoring opp- opportunity and was sent off, that really kind of sparked just the Minnesota United renaissance in this game. I don't know the last time I've seen a red card for a keeper. It's such a rarity in
0: this sport, right? Like it, it it happens from time to time, but that was that was a big moment, you know, and to have this uh the 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 mustache on the backup keeper by the way, Sanchez, legendary. yeah, legendary. But he comes in and just looks like I was this is not what I was expecting, you know. He's just I'm just hanging out i'm I'm going you know hanging out in Orlando Florida just having a good time I'm never gonna play and he, he has to go out there and oh boy
1: the backup the backup goalkeeper is like the backup quarterback on a college football team just <laughs> I, where, where's my helmet where's my helmet yeah. at <laughs> They always say the backup quarterback on a football team is like everyone's favorite person. I wonder if the backup I wonder if the backup goalkeeper on a soccer team is everyone's favorite person. I, I mean
0: you and I have an affinity for Canadian Greg.
1: You know, that, that's that speaks to something. That's true. <laughs> Canadian Greg, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> so I'll that, that changed things.
0: That changed <laughs> things, right? That 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 red card just that made it a whole different game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it did for sure. It it swung the momentum into Minnesota United's favor. Soon Raheem Edwards comes on for Robin Lud in the 77th minute, which again, I was not in the room for. I had to discover that later on when I saw action coming from the left wing. And I was like, that's not Robin Wood. That's Raheem Edwards. So ha- I had to check text Justin and figure out what was going on. But you know, Raheem Edwards brought on a lot more energy that we just didn't have on that side of the field before. But simultaneously, it seemed like sporting Kansas city started wearing down a little bit.
0: It looked like they were wearing down. Obviously like my heart's racing because we're losing right. And stoppage time occurs. This is the end of the game after the 90th minute stoppage time is happening. And we start to get some chances though, right? So the 92nd minute, Jan Grey Goose lines up uh, for, for a free kick opportunity. And lo and behold, it ricochets around and own goals off of one of Kansas city, Kansas city's players. And we score a goal. Wasn't that nice? That was super nice. The, the The fun fact at the moment was at that moment, Sam, did you know this, that guy? So Kyrie Shelton, was responsible for both goals in the game. So he had scored Kansas City's goal in the 43rd minute and now had an own goal. So he was he was responsible for all the scoring to that point.
1: He had to get the brace, right? <laughs> but not all the scoring for the game. No. What happened next, Sam? Right? Because that's common, right? Like after one stoppage time <laughs> goal, second right. stoppage time goals always happen but yeah Kevin Molino you know love the guy Trinidad and Tobago international scores the game winner in the 97 that went in the 97th minute
0: right the seven so seven minutes of stoppage time in this game and we score in the 92nd and then the 97th which is supposed to be the last you know the last minute of the game Sam I was I was super pumped for a point I was like, he- heck yes, we're coming out of this with a draw. That's okay. You know, we have a point, not zero. And Kevin Molino, hot boy, comes out
1: and scores in the 97th minute. Well, and then it wasn't even over. We gave up like three corner kicks. Oh after that.
0: <laughs> that was, that was, uh so, so my, this is late, right? This was a late start. So my wife's asleep and I woke her up like four times. You know, our apartment's not very big. So me screaming and downstairs wakes her up and terrifies her. Uh, but I was losing my mind because it was, you know, 98th minute. This game's supposed to be over. And it's just back and forth corner kick, corner kick, corner. I was always I like, oh, no, it's going to be a point. You know, they're going to score and we're going to be tied again.
1: As a Lunes fan and as a Chelsea fan, I'm just conditioned to just think that <laughs> corner kicks are, you know, just out to get me, out to just ruin my dreams. But I was actually resigned to just a point, like giving in a goal and just taking a point. Like I still would have been happy with that, but the whistle finally blew and we made it out of there with three points. We beat the team that Adrian Heath believed was the biggest threat in the entire group. We beat that team in our first game back without playing even a full scrimmage, right? Because our scrimmage with Columbus was canceled and then- we started one with chicago that got rained out so we we hadn't even had a full scrimmage so first game back we get past the biggest threat to us in the entire group according to Adrian Heath so I'll take That's it a good place to
0: be we'll take it we'll take it for sure
1: all right guys real salt lake immediately after our game they defeated colorado rapids 2 to 0 in their game which means that they actually now they top our group table due to their plus two goal differential compared to our plus one but that's all right because we got them on friday the 17th at 9 30 p.m i'm going to i'm going to drink some surge (laughs) are they still making surge they, they, I think you can still
0: find it. You can still find it. You can get a case on Amazon. For I feel, for...
1: <laughs> I feel like last time I stayed up past nine thirty on purpose, I had surge. Right. <laughs> Either way, I'm gonna have some surge. I'm I'm excited to take on Real Salt Lake, and then we're not planning on recording immediately after. But if it's epic, like if it's like this, right? I think we'll have to. <laughs>
0: I agree. I mean, you know, if it's if it's a if it's a big finish for sure.
1: So maybe you know, we'll record after it, maybe a shorter episode, but right. Cuz that might
0: I don't want to get too ahead of myself after after all the after all the big claims I was making in the the in the preview episode. I'm not I'm trying to like calm down a little bit, right? I I felt like I the beginning of that game was the forces telling me, "Justin, you need to you need to you need to settle down now." Okay, you need to settle down. You can't get too excited about this team. They're good, but no one thinks they're going to win it. All the all the betting and stuff, we are not even like the top 5 favorites to win this tournament. But whatever, I'm excited for this game cuz this if they win this, right? That's that's a clincher, right? The team that wins this solidifies a spot in the next round.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it'd be it'd be damn near impossible for it to not happen. Of course, our final game is against Colorado Rapids on Wednesday, the 22nd, also on 930. And this one actually on a work night. So I I don't know. I I do work during the summer. I am a teacher that does have to work during the summer. You know, I don't know how productive I'm going to be on the 23rd. Maybe I'll need to order some extra surge for the 23rd.
0: (laughs) Hopefully they can just take care of business on Friday. So it doesn't matter, Sam. And I'll just I'll just watch it for the both of us.
1: Oh, I'm I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. But before we head out, like what are our expectations going forward? Is it MLS Cup or bust? Is it you know, we're in the lead for the supporter shield right now? Is it MLS Cup supporter shield qualify for the Champions League, win it, then go and beat Chelsea in the two thousand twenty one Club World Cup? Like, is that what we're doing? <laughs> Sam, I'm
0: nervous about who's gonna be who's gonna be our center forward. You know, like is is Luis Amaria gonna be okay? You know, is is Mason Toy okay? Yeah, um, I don't know. Are we gonna just have to 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 ride the big celery to the promised land?
1: Well, and I heard um, if he gets hurt, that Fred Emmings can fill in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think doesn't you know. Molino can play up front though, right? Molino's got that in his
1: his repertoire.
0: He at least I'd hope he can.
1: He's a pretty versatile guy. Um I mean, you know Hassani Dotson can because he's played every other position, right? <laughs> exactly. But yeah. The, they have a plan in that case, yeah. right? Maybe just, it's not I, a good one, but they have
0: something, right? I just hope, I just, you know, obviously, like that's the biggest thing standing
1: our way at this point, right? Well, yeah, like, when does Ozzy come back? Right. Do we get Ike after the group stage? I don't assume that we get Ike. We, we probably get Brent Coleman, so that's great. We wouldn't plan on Ike making it down to Orlando necessarily. But getting Ozzy and Amaria back, that would be huge. We hope the toy isn't uh, too banged up and he's able to make it back as well. Well, all right. That was our episode. Thank you, everyone. Sam, Um, how much fun was it to
0: talk about actual game? Like an actual game. How much fun was that?
1: It was pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. So like my big thing,
0: like I guess final note is it was really happy to get overly strung out and upset about a sporting event again. You know, to care enough to be sad about sports, you know, like we haven't had that feeling. And I kind of missed it. You know, that first half brought me to some deep, deep sadness, but then we got one of the coolest finishes I've ever seen as a fan. So
1: that's going to be memorable up with like the Vito Minone penalty save against Dallas last year, or, you know, the Sonny Dotson clincher against sporting Kansas city last year. Like, yeah, the crazy 97th minute finish that is up there. That is definitely up there especially if we go on to make some noise in this tournament. So it's good to be back, man. It's good to be back. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. In the meantime, we'd love it. If you followed us on social media, subscribe to us on the podcast platform of your choice. And, you know, if you like the show, a five-star review really does a lot to promote our show to other potential listeners. So, Every little bit counts. We thank you guys for supporting our hobby. Pot on you loons. Pot on you loons. Let's go get RSL. Get them.